turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Tuesday, March the 28th. And man, I'll tell you what, uh, just like I told you, by those pullbacks, uh, gold up very strong here this morning. Uh, silver's up as well. As I said, uh, nothing's been fixed. Don't be fooled. Uh, th- this is really something that's going to play out uh, very, unfortunately, I think very, very quickly. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into uh, Edward Dowd today. Uh, we're gonna actually have Jeffrey Gunlotch, uh, both of them saying uh, emergency. Listen to this: emergency rate cuts as early as June. Uh, this is, I mean, of course, right now, listen, I still think the Fed, the Fed thinks they're raising in May, and yet, uh, very respected people in the industry saying, uh, they see something, the exact opposite will break it all down for you. 800-951-0592 is the toll-free number. You know what we do. It's the physical delivery of wealth insurance. Uh, and man, you know, think about, think about that wealth insurance. Cause you got all kinds of, listen, you call, you call, you can call my son Joey and get life insurance. Heck, you can get, uh, what do you call it? Long-term care insurance, right? You know, you get car insurance and mortgage insurance and renter's insurance and liability insurance, right? I mean, there's all insurance, insurance, insurance. But no, you don't have wealth insurance. Well, you do, and that's the physical metal itself. And if, if anything, again, if people forget history, right? People want to forget about 2008. And then we got a little reminder here in the last few weeks just how fragile this system really, really is. And listen, Edward Dowd is going to make it so simple. And I've said it. I've said it over and over and over again, Jason. This isn't the financial crisis. That was complicated. This is not. I'm sorry. There's, this is not complicated. And again, uh, the bankers that promised us that they were looking out for us, where were they? You know, it's funny. Have you heard the Fed about uh, Silicon Valley Bay? Oh, this is just pure mismanagement. What? Are they being arrested? No. Nope. You want to know why they're not being arrested? Because they didn't break the law. They were actually operating within the regulations that you set forth. Where were you, San Francisco Fed? You know, I did the math. You know, there's only 4,000 banks. The vast majority of them are on the East Coast. Right? Because that's where Wall Street is. But even if I said, you know what, we've got 12 regional Fed banks. If you divided it up evenly, there'd be about 300 and, uh, you know, 330 banks 
give or take, in each Fed region. Which means that you could audit, you know, less than uh, one bank audit a day. Now, the San Francisco Fed employs thousands, hundreds, if not thousands of people. Where were they? Right? And again, like I said, uh, they aren't there for us. They, they, they have no clue. These guys are absolutely clueless as to what is going on. And that is why you need to have your gold and silver put away. And listen, if these guys are right, which let's face it, I mean, Jeffrey Gunlock, I have talked about this man for two decades. This is who the billionaires go to. Edward Dowd, his company does some of the best. Re- you know what I like about him? He's not a doom and gloomer like me. He's not a doom and gloomer like Jason. Right? He's more of a gunlatch. Gunlatch says it all the time. He says, listen, I'm just telling you what the data says. That's all I'm telling you. Right? Do with it as you like. I'm just telling you what the, the data is telling us. And this is how I'm making these decisions. And, and Jason, I'll, I'll say this. We're going to play a bunch of, of clips. But if you want to go out to allamericangold.com, we had Edward Dowd on yesterday's website. So if you just keep scrolling down, you'll see it. The whole thing's like 47 minutes. We're not playing anything close to that. Uh, but he talks about uh, how many banks are going to be left. He talks about, hey, there's a lot more bank failures coming than the central bank really has in mind. Uh, he talks about uh, the digital currency money supplies. Uh, the end of small business. Uh, these are all the things that we're going to cover. Yeah, Joe, and I don't know if I'm a, I guess, a traditional doom and gloom, right? I just accept that the whole thing is rigged. It's all been bought up and paid for, and so none of this surprises me. I just, I'm just not surprised. The only thing I try to do every day is try to figure out the direction in, in which we're headed currently because uh, I, I know where sort of it's going to end up or where it's going in the end, which is just lower standard of living, less freedoms, less liberties. And I just try to get people to understand it because if you get get enough people rising up and, and getting mad about it, then it, it, it will change. But uh, until that day, Joe, uh, we, we got to help people fashion out the best situation possible because we can't end the Federal Reserve Bank. We just can't do it ourselves. Uh, but we can show you how to, how to sort of fortify yourself to it. Absolutely right. I'm going to give out that number again, 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, uh, we're coming right back. Uh, By the way, before we get into Edward Dowd, a major, major announcement between China and Saudi Arabia today. I'll tell you about that next 800-951-0592, Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, quick look in at the markets today. Uh, you know, the Dow uh, didn't have a great day yesterday. Finished in positive territory, barely. Tried to rally today. Uh, that doesn't look so good. But right now, it's up fifty. Uh, but the S and P's down seven. The Nasdaq's down seventy. Gold's up eighteen. Nineteen seventy two. Silver's up twenty one. $23.25. This market update brought to you by our friends at Y-Refi. Man, you know, when you sit there and you think about uh, where you have to be, there's three There's three places to be, right? There's gold and silver, right, that's calling us here at Patriot. 
you got uh, 401ks, IRAs, insurance, that's that uh, tax planning, uh, you know, all that stuff. Uh, that's Joey. Uh, but then you got that other stuff, right? Uh, maybe you've got IRAs. Then you're tired of it being in Wall Street. Maybe you've got too much money in the bank or in a money market. Check out if you got fifty thousand dollars or more. You got to check out our buddies at Y Refi because they're not correlated to the stock market. They don't care. They don't care. Jay Powell's got to have emergency rate cuts in the next let what sixty to ninety days. They don't care. Check them out. Invest yrefi.com. You can get up to ten point. Two five percent. Listen, if you only want to do it for a year, you know, a money market, uh, Northwestern Mutual's got the best money markets around, you know, and Joey, the next time we have him on, he's going to talk about that. They give you four and a half percent. These guys, if you want to do it for a year, they'll give you six point two five percent, right? If you do it for five years, ten point two five. I mean, think about this. Your monthly income, you can turn it on, you can turn it off. Uh, it gets compounded. Uh, you can choose what you want to do. Uh, the, the interest is compounded daily. Uh, you're paid monthly if that's what you want to do. And there's no fees. No fees. Who does that? Check them out. InvestYRefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or 888-Y-REFI-24. And, Jason, before we get to Edward Dowd, uh, we got to talk about a huge, I mean, this thing is huge, uh, announcement between Saudi Arabia and China. Uh, we know that the Saudis and the Chinese, uh, there was the meetings, what was it, maybe 60 days ago, 90 days ago, something like that, Xi Jinping and the Saudi king uh, talking about, hey, we're getting ready. We're getting ready. We're going to start allowing China to buy oil in Renembis, which is, that's a Massive deal. And to give you an idea, today, what is being called the huge push, Saudi state-owned petrochemical uh, company Saudi Aramco surprised the world with a double-header of pro-China news. First, Aramco says it's going to build a $10 billion refinery in China uh, this refinery is going to produce like 400 to 500,000 barrels a day. Four to 500,000 barrels a day uh, for of energy. By the way, Saudi Aramco says, by the way, we'll be the one supplying the oil uh, for that. Uh, in addition to that, they also announced that they will build a 10% stake in China's largest oil refinery, the same company who obviously is going to be operating the oil refinery. And Jason, uh, again here now, uh, allegiances and ties uh, being developed with China and Saudi Arabia. And you got to remember, we really don't buy a lot of Saudi oil. China, by far, is Saudi Arabia's biggest biggest. Uh, buyer of, of products, uh, and now, Jason, they're getting even closer. Right. And the original deal with the petrodollar was that uh, anything Saudi Arabia sold and some of these other countries that joined in later, uh, they're, supposed to, they're supposed to buy it in dollars. So when you already have economic stress, you know, building in America, 
uh, and, 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 and maybe Saudi Arabia is like, well, I'll just, uh, we just will buy this stuff and, uh, we'll, we'll sell it something else if that's what China wants, right? That, that's going to create a big problem. This is another <clears throat> one of the major reasons that I think the, uh, the inflation is going to come back really hard here in the near or even, you know, later this year and early next year because the foreign holdings of dollars seems to be shrinking a lot. And that there's one place you can spend dollars no matter what, Joe. And if you bring them here, then what's that going to do to the prices of goods and services, Joe? Listen, China's been selling off these treasuries. I think we kind of know why now, don't we? But they just don't need that much. Think about this. Uh, They've agreed, Saudi Aramco has agreed to to provide eight, I'm sorry, 480,000 barrels a day to this new refinery complex in, in eastern China uh, 480,000 barrels of crude oil a day, and guess how long they've agreed to do it? 20 years. So think about half a million barrels a day, essentially, for the next 20 years. Uh, this is something, again, where I think, again, this is just looking ahead here, less reasons for dollars. And, and why is oil so important? I don't think people understand. How much more oil is bought and sold than anything else? It's so much bigger than corn or soybeans or gold or silver. This is, this is predominantly what people hold dollars for is to buy energy. Uh, so this is a, a major, major development over the last 24 hours. Back to back deals, uh, $10 billion. To build this refinery, uh, this refinery is going to uh, refine up to, I want to say it was like 400,000 barrels a day. Then they announced, hey, we're going to provide 480,000 barrels a day to this province where we're building this refinery and we're going to do it for the next 20 years. And oh, by the way, we're also going to buy a 10% stake. Uh, in the refining company in China. Uh, so Jason, uh, uh, another one of these developments where we're seeing the rest of the world getting ready to adjust to this new world. Well, listen, I, I don't want to have people say, oh, the dollar's going to, we're not saying that. It, well, it is. I, I guess I am saying because it's going to be digital, right? Come July, it's going to be digital. But what we're saying is the dollar used to buy like 80% of the world's stuff. It's like in the 60s now. We're going to see a world here very quickly, Jay. We're probably going to be maybe 50%, maybe 45%, and that is devastating to a country that has the debt that we have that relies on foreigners to buy it. Yeah, and, you know, I get the feeling the rest of this year and next year, I think you'll see some of these uh, geopolitical economic deals being made. It it might accelerate, Joe. We'll we'll see it accelerate because you never know who will be president elected in 2024 starting 2025. So there will be a lot of fireworks when it comes to this sort of thing. I mean, China's been busy. I mean, uh, uh, I haven't seen China be so busy traveling around the world, talking to the Russians and talking to uh, China or talking to – Saudi Arabia, it's just, uh, you know, we talk great financial reset. That means a lot of work has to be done, right, Joe? You only got to change yeah. things. And, and you said 50%. When the whole thing changes, you know, digital dollars might be 40%. Who, who knows? Who, who knows what it has to be? They might realign it to whatever your pie, piece of the pie of the world is. You know, if, if America 
uh, globally as 40% of the, uh, the world's economy, then that's probably what they would reset it at, wouldn't you think? Well, uh, no, I, 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 don't, I don't, gosh, that'd be worse. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want that to happen. Uh, I still think, listen, I think we know Europe's weak, Japan is weak, Britain is weak. Right, China's gonna take a, a, a big share here. You know, gotta remember right now, China's only doing like two and a half, three percent. So even if they, they added another ten percent, right, that, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking, right? A ten, ten percent, maybe twelve, maybe they get up to, to twelve or fifteen percent of, of the, of global trade. Uh, what you're talking about is like, hey, China's going to get up to 20, 25 percent. I mean, uh, me, I, I, I don't see that in the. How about this? In the next five to ten years, I don't think so. Maybe twenty or thirty years from now, maybe. Right? M- maybe that happens uh, because uh, any. Put it this way: any scenario doesn't matter whether it's hey, they only get to ten percent, which is probably, I think. Uh, best case scenario for us, that's still very damaging, right? Because that, that puts all of a sudden the dollar down to maybe 50% of transactions. Any amount is damaging. That's the big problem. Do you think the people and the, the Americans in the late 30s or just the people of the world in the late 30s thought that there would be such a global monetary change by the end of World War II? Because that's, that's kind of what I see, Joe. You attach it to something big. And then you can just re- rearrange the uh, the economic pieces wherever you wish once it's over, you know. Yeah. yeah and, and and who knows what this is going to be? I, I've, I've been hearing that of a cyber war, cyber World War Three has already started, right? That this might be a cybernetic war, a, a, an info war, so to speak. And and so uh, who knows, Joe? You know what emergency will uh, emerge uh, alongside this? I you know was looking at the Ukraine war uh, more, and, and and how that can blow up into something much bigger in different parts of the world too. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, I don't, it won't change by itself as fast as I just said, Joe, but it will change that fast if they do something major. Well, it's funny. Edward Dowd talks about quickly and how bad quickly can be. Uh, really quick, before the break, we got. I'm going to play the very first part of it. This is Edward Dowd talking about the Fed is going to have to enact emergency rate cuts. Jack, let's play this first clip. I, I'm a market uh, student, and I, when the market tells me something, I pay attention. And the market's saying uh, that Fed P- Chairman Powell is probably going to have to not only just pause, but start cutting. And uh, if, I, if, this, if this future's interest rate curve holds, I, 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 I see an emergency Fed rate cut sometime in the next three months at, at a bare minimum. That's my, that's my prediction. Um, and the other thing that I want to touch on that's very grim. And again, look, I'm not a doom. I'm not someone that likes to, yeah. you know, be gloom and doom. I just study the facts and the asset markets and the economy. You know, my team at Finance Technologies, we do a lot of deep dive economic analysis. We called a recession in November of last year. And we, at the time, we saw a recession that was going to be more uh, on the order of the 2000, 2001 recession and the 1990 recession. Now, unfortunately, we're looking for a hard recession. Hopefully nothing systemic like the great financial crisis, but that remains to be seen. Um, what happened okay. in, what happened in November of, uh, 2022 was very grim. Uh, the money supply M2 year over year growth rate went negative. And why is that important? That's only happened five times since 18, 
68, including this one. The uh, last time this occurred was 1930, the Great Depression. So this is a big deal, and it's an indication that credit is contracting at a very fast pace. Okay. And the, life, and the lifeblood of the, all our economies is credit. Absolutely, and I want to break down that M2 thesis and what it means, but I just want to highlight what you said. You expect an emergency rate cut within the next three months. Uh, correct. Now, um, what, what would likely prompt that? Uh, continued uh, economic uh, deterioration, more uh, bank failures, something happening globally out of the Fed's control, uh, like a sovereign debt crisis and or another major European bank going under. Again, um, what's happened is uh, was totally predictable. When you raise interest rates after 14 years of zero interest rates up 500 basis points in 12 months, you have bond losses in what were what are called safe, even treasury bonds that are safe from a credit perspective have massive losses. So this is a um, this is a duration problem. It's a, it, there's t- different types of risk in bonds. There's credit risk, which was the great financial crisis. This is interest rate risk or duration risk, and it's just bond math. And when you buy a bond at one uh, percent and it goes to five percent, you've lost a lot of money. Just that, and so the, these bonds on the bank's balance sheets. And uh, speculators' balance sheets have lost a tremendous amount of money. Yeah. And you're anticipating a total of four cuts this year? Uh, that's what the market's saying as of yesterday. That could okay. change. We'll be uh, back. Yeah. We're gonna, we, uh, wow, that's a lot to digest. Patriotto News Hour. Joe and Jason will be right back. 800-951-0592. Uh, quickly, before we get back to Edward Dowd, uh, late yesterday... I was able to secure 200 more $10 liberties. And I'm so glad. I had a feeling gold was going to be rallying. It actually rallied uh, a lot of the day yesterday. Continues that today, uh, $1,970 gold. But uh, here's, it's just, I, I was actually on uh, with the second largest wholesaler in the world this morning. Actually, was uh, I actually was talking to him this morning. And I'll just tell you what he's telling me. There are no coins out there. Now, got to remember what these guys consider no coins, right? Hey, if there's only 20, 30, 40, you know, 50, that's no coins to them. They buy coins by the hundreds. Uh, they buy them by the thousands. And they're just gone. We talked about $20 and $10 pieces. And he, and he just said, he goes, it's absolutely crazy. He goes, right now, uh, just like I've been telling you, the tens are the buy. Listen to how good it is today. Listen, 20s today, 2410, 2410 on 20s. And there's none out there. Two $10 liberties today because of the deal I bought yesterday. Yesterday we were at 1190, uh, gold's up. What sixteen, seventeen dollars today? Today I've got them at eleven hundred and eighty dollars. That would mean two tens are now fifty dollars less than a twenty, uh, and it doesn't get any better than that. Buy them and buy them hard because the people that I trust in in this in these markets are saying. That rate cuts are coming. We, we lost about the last five seconds of Dowd there. All as it was was how many rate cuts? He thinks that the Fed needs four rate 
cuts are, are essentially a full point of rate cuts. So you think about uh, where where the Fed wants to be. They want to raise one more time to get to that 5% number, uh, and the markets are saying, hey, listen, we need to be 4% or less. And, Jason, let's not forget, this is a simple bond math. It's so simple. It's not a credit crisis. Not yet. That's the problem. Not yet. But it's simple math. You have bonds you bought at 1%. They're now 5%. You're sitting on massive losses. Let me give you an idea of how big these losses are on these banks so people can understand. They finally dumped Silicon Valley Bank. They finally, the FDIC finally found a bank that would take over uh, for Silicon Valley Bank. And by take over, let me, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to get it here. Let me, uh, I have it saved. I know I have it saved. Here we go. Sorry about that. I didn't know I was going to go there. So First Citizens Bank Corp is now taking over the deposits of Silicon Valley Bank, but there's a caveat. They are going to acquire $72 billion of Silicon Valley Bank's assets. So these are the securities we're talking about. But guess what? They're not taking them at face value. Uh-uh. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. No. Uh, in order for them to take it, the FDIC is going to have to take a 23% haircut of $16.5 billion. So it gives you an idea of the losses that some of these banks are sitting on, 23% in the case of Silicon Valley. And by the way, they didn't buy all ball. There was a ton. There was another $90 billion in assets that they that the uh, unfortunately the FDIC nobody would take it so it just tells you i mean what what kind of losses would nobody take right so uh, very interesting here the FDIC says that they are stuck with about 90 billion dollars of quote unquote assets of Silicon Valley Bank which i'm assuming they're going to try to hold uh to, to maturity uh the rest of it all said and done now the FDIC is anticipating a 20 billion dollar loss for Silicon Valley Bank so that gives you kind of an idea when he's talking about bond math Jason right you know it, it and we'll 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 see uh how this plays out because You'd think a lot more banks would be suffering these ills right now, and it's funny how they're, you know, a, a, they do a little group of banks cool. went they under. Are. Well, yeah. it, it, why, why not all of them go under like Silicon Valley Bank now? Then why don't why don't they see these these problems now and, and start ha- having a flood of problems? And this is where the controlled part comes in. It's like, well, what what is the Fed telling these banks? Well, what are they doing in these emergency meetings? Are they going to slowly? Uh, move these assets in, a, in an orderly fashion so that they can try to push this thing farther. And uh, Edward Dowd, I agree with him. Uh, th- th- you know, everything he's saying will happen as long as it's uh, as, as long as there isn't no shenanigans and and, and uh, you know, uh, hey, backroom deals where we're going to slide some money to hey, you, and we know your assets are bad, but we can't let the whole system go. So we'll we'll make sure you're taken care of. Just don't make a big noise about this. Don't go under now. We'll, we'll have you go under that's, next year. Right? That's, that's what they're Just trying to like do right now. You're nailing yep. it right now. And listen, there's no secrets here. So far, we know. This is just what we know. Almost $500 billion. The Federal, the Federal uh, Reserve 
has pumped into these banks. That's that's what we know of. Yep. Right, because right. you got to remember, yesterday they gave some other sweetheart deal to First Republic. Who knows about the stuff we don't know? But it gets worse. So remember, he talked about the money supply. Think about this. Isn't this amazing? You're telling me that the last time there was a contraction in the money supply, it was 1930? I, I said that on the air a few weeks ago, Joe. 19. <laughs> 30? I said that a few weeks ago. Time, yep. Right? The last time. What does that tell you? Right? This is, right, when you talk about Ponzi schemes, right, this is kind of what the banking system, we're, we're kind of in a, in a, in a quasi-Ponzi scheme, right? Because they need more credit all the time. And we know what happened, scheme. right, we know what happened the last time. The money supply contracted. Well, look at what happened now. Right? It happened in November. Uh, we didn't make it uh, through March before we had another crisis, and all of a sudden the Fed's balance sheet blew up by $400 billion. Right? So uh, money supply contraction over. Right? The problem is it's not over. Let's talk about uh, Edward Dow talked about the money supply and contraction. Jack, let's play the next clip. Typically speaking, recessions cause a contraction in credit. And uh, they're usually, they get, they get close to the zero line, but they never really go through it. So we've had we've had uh, instances where M2 got close to year-over-year negative growth, but never quite got there. Even in the great financial crisis, we never I wasn't through. even paying attention. I, I talked too much. <laughs> you know what I promise? I'm going to talk less. We'll get back to Edward Dowd in the next segment. By the way, take the break. Get those tens, 1180, 800, 951 We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, uh, the $10. We got a couple of lines open. They're, they're not going to make it out of this day. There's no doubt about it here. Uh, $50 less, so I uh, figure about $25 uh, a half ounce savings here. Uh, $10 Liberty is 1180 That means two tens, which would be the same as a 20 right? You're talking about uh, a $50 savings, 2360 on two tens versus 2410 on the 20s. As I was just telling everybody, I was uh, the second largest wholesaler in the world, uh, when they start uttering things like no coins, uh, Jason knows the largest wholesaler in the world. All the me- emails we get from him now are saying, we're buying, right? We're buying, we're buying, we're buying, we're buying. Uh, so uh, pick him up while you can. And this is like the lead pipe stone cold lock of the week here. Uh, we're talking with Edward Dow. We're listening to uh, parts Joe, of real, real this. Real quick, Joe, we're, we're buying too, right? Yes, we're, we're, we we're, always we're buying are buying. Too. So just we're so everyone buying. everyone knows, we always buy. Uh, but we're listening to Edward Dowd, and uh, we're talking about contraction in money supply, contraction in credit. I want to give you an idea. Again, Jason brought it up. What about these other banks? Right, right now they're trying as hard as they can because they don't want – the market to know true value. Michael Burry was out this morning. The Fed needs to let the market set the price. The Fed cannot set the price for these assets. And let me just give you back to Silicon Valley Bank here. The amount of interest 
in their quote-unquote uh, securities. The word that the former Federal Reserve examiner used, underwhelming, which tells you that these banks, D D Jason, we know Silicon Valley, they may have been one of the, the worst actors, uh, but even the, the bad actors out there, they all need to go. Uh, this, this problem is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. We've been saying that for a while. Yeah, let's play the clip. We have enough time. i got plenty to say, but let's, let's get that clip in. Jack, go ahead. They're usually, they get, they get close to the zero line, but they never really go through it. So we've had, we've had uh, instances where M2 got close to year over year negative growth, but never quite got there. Even in the great financial crisis, we never broke through the zero line. We're not even in the crisis mode yet, and we're already below zero. So what that says to me and, you know, other uh, market participants that I talk to are saying that credit is, um, their defaults going on. Credit is being uh, withheld by banks and credit card companies. So credit is contracting at an alarming pace. And this doesn't bode well for um, the economy as a whole because, unfortunately, uh, credit is the lifeblood of, of the economy and the global economy. And uh, that's, that's going to be a big problem. And, and economic activity is going to grind to a halt over time. And now, Grind to is, a halt. Yeah. The good, well, like, like in a great financial crisis, the good news is – Inventories will be depleted and eventually they'll, you know, the, it, the, it's a cycle. And the, the Fed has been trying to prevent this cycle from happening for 14 years. And unfortunately, um, all this easy money has gonna, is going to make this um, hangover way worse than it, it could have been if they had let a recession occur earlier in this cycle. But the, the, for some reason, the powers that be didn't seem to think the system could handle even a sl the, the tiniest of slowdowns. So we've had this lethargic economic growth for, you know, a decade plus of just very low economic growth. Now, because of this, this, this insane propping up of the global economies with, you know, building credit debt upon credit debt, basically we solved the great financial crisis debt problem with more debt. So now we're in an even worse situation than we were in 2008. And so we, we have to pay the bill and the bill is, uh, in the form of uh, defaults and, uh, and, 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 and bankruptcies. So, Edward, people can argue, we've heard this before. We've heard that we are at an inflection point several times before, and the can just gets kicked down the road. Why are you so sure that this is it, that this is the end of the road this time? couple things. So, what, what did we see last year? We saw some things we've never seen before in the markets. We saw inflation go from, you know, 1% to 2% up to, 9% headline inflation, while at the same time the U.S. dollar was advancing. In a commodity inflationary cycle, that's never happened before. Usually inflation is a function of monetary, is usually a monetary phenomenon. So we saw, we saw two things, uh, uh, commodities going up and the dollar going up. And the, my thesis then was the dollar going up is a sign of credit contraction globally because a lot of uh, international players have issued dollar-denominated debt. It's about 15 trillion in that debt. So as as the dollar rises, it's harder and harder for them to pay uh, pay us back. And it, it, and so we suspect that due to the COVID lockdown, supply chain disruptions, that a the Fed should never have started hiking in the first place. That the, the, the global economies were too fragile. 
And we had some interest rate indicators that showed this is going to sound insane, but that the Fed rate hike cycle should have been over before it started, meaning um, the three-month T-bill shot through the discount rate, and usually that's been the, the end of a rate hike cycle. This time, they kept hiking into what I think was a global economic slowdown, and here we are. And that's why I think this time it's too hard for them to turn on the money spigots and prevent uh, what's going to occur from occurring. I think it's beyond their control. You know, and that's something go, that we've talked about, right, beyond their control. Jason and I called it, right, the Fed's backed into the corner. They're in this box. There's no good outcome here. You know, the whole time they were talking transitory was when they should have been raising rates. And then by the time they started raising rates, Edward Dowd said, hey, it was already too late. It's already too late. It's inevitable what is coming. Uh, I hope you're getting prepared. $10 Liberties on fire today at 1180 800 Jason and I got the final segment. 800-951-0592. Liberties at $1,180. I don't have a count on how many are left. We had a couple hundred, so we had a decent amount of supply. But that is $50 less than a 2210s. $50 less. Uh, that's, I mean, five, ten dollars. I think last week, I think at one point we were like forty-five dollars, uh, fifty dollars less. Uh, gold's up, uh, seventeen dollars right now, nineteen seventy. Silver's up twenty-seven cents, twenty-three thirty-three. And Jason, I've got a bad, bad feeling here. Really bad. Um, this is, this is not over, not close to being over. Edward Dowd talks about how many banks are going to be left. He essentially, and I'll give you the headline here, six. That'll be the big six. And essentially he called them uh, government banks is what he's calling them. Uh, there will be very few others left. That's one part of it. He talks about the end of small business, and primarily because all the banks, you know, 50-plus percent of loans to small businesses are done by the smaller banks. And by smaller banks, I mean the banks that aren't in the top six. Right? That's, that's what we're defining as small banks, right? And, and I'm talking U.S. banks, the top six U.S. banks. 50%, he says, is coming to an end. We're also talk about the digital currency. He tells us how long. And guess what? It ain't that long. By the way, is this planned? Well, Jason, who's been saying this from day one, Edward Dowd is going to chime in. Is Jason right? And then last but not least, the executive order that Joe Biden signed and how that is going to play out. So we've got a lot of this left. Uh, we, there's no way we could get it done uh, in the hour, but I just want to give you a breaking headline here. Yesterday I talked about the mortgage-backed, commercial mortgage-backed securities. We've got a problem. 
let me let me give you uh, the size of this. So this is about a five trillion dollar market. Okay, and you know that I've told you that they don't pay these buildings off. They never do. They pay the interest and then refi every five to seven years. Well, to give you context, in the next twelve months, a trillion dollars of that five trillion is coming due. And according to the the latest information uh, being provided out there, they're saying that executives are struggling, uh, that people aren't coming back to the office. Uh, They're they're calling the head of Columbia, calling it uh, tone deaf. The Federal Reserve is tone deaf that this issue is coming. It's clear. It's present. The banks clearly have a right to be concerned uh just so if you want to if you want to add on to this here you go here's another add-on to the problems at these banks don't have your money in there i keep telling you that get this gold put away 800-951-0592